In the history of mathematics, there were several times when mathematicians encountered problems that they didn't know what to make of. It wasn't a case of a problem with a very difficult solution, so much as it was a problem that didn't seem to make any sense. In one such case, the resolution of the problem led to an entirely new branch of mathematics. Learn more about imaginary numbers, a.k.a. complex numbers, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Hey everyone, this is Gary. If you're listening to this podcast, you clearly are someone who likes to learn every day. And if you want to add a little more learning into your everyday routine, check out TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll hear about some of the big ideas shaping our world. This includes everything from artificial intelligence to the search for dark matter and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. There are certain things in mathematics that go beyond the realm of hard problems. There's any number of these type which are given at elite mathematics competitions which are difficult to solve but solvable. Then there are other problems that are more philosophical in nature. Take, for example, dividing by zero. Most of you know that you can't divide by zero. When the number zero was created by ancient Indian mathematicians, they were able to create rules for using zero in normal mathematical operations. You could easily add, subtract, and multiply by zero. But when they tried to divide by zero, it didn't make any sense. Some of the first Indian mathematicians to encounter this problem said that dividing by zero equaled zero. Other mathematicians said that dividing a number by zero didn't change the number. Neither group, it turns out, was right. The answer is that you just can't divide by zero. It can't be done. It doesn't even make sense. Take, for example, 6 divided by 0. For this to make sense, there must be some number that you can multiply by 0 to make 6. The problem is that there is no number you can multiply by 0 to make 6, because any number multiplied by 0 is 0. Likewise, 0 divided by 0 is also impossible, even though anything times 0 is 0. Avoiding dividing by 0 always takes precedent. Another example of this is 0 factorial. A factorial is just a number followed by an exclamation point. You calculate it by just multiplying all the numbers together from the number 1. So, for example, 4 factorial would be 1 times 2 times 3 times 4. This then brings up the question, what would the factorial of 0 be? Unlike dividing by zero, this has an answer, and the answer is 1. 
Mathematicians define it as 1 because the factorial of any number is that number times the factorial of the number before it. Therefore, for 1 factorial to be equal to 1, 0 factorial also has to be equal to 1. In calculus, there are tons of these cases of two functions divided by each other, which are of the form 0 divided by 0, or infinity divided by infinity, or 0 raised to the power of 0, or infinity raised to the power of infinity. These are not actual numbers, but limits, and there are techniques to solve these type of problems, which I'm not going to get into detail here, but they do exist. And this leads me to other such philosophical problems encountered by mathematicians, which brings me to the subject of this episode. But before I do that, just a quick refresher. A positive number multiplied by another positive number is a positive number. A negative number times a negative number is also a positive number. A square is any number multiplied by itself. And a square root is a number that, when multiplied by itself, is the number in question. For example, take the square root of 4. 2 times 2 equals 4. So 2 is the square root of 4. However, negative 2 times negative 2 also equals 4. So negative 2 is also the square root of 4. So the square root of a positive number will have two correct answers, a positive number and a negative number. And this then raises the interesting question, what happens if you take the square root of a negative number? Both positive and negative numbers, when multiplied by themselves, will be positive. So what does it even mean when you try to find the square root of a negative number? This problem has been around a really long time. The first time we know someone encountered this problem was our buddy Hero of Alexandria in the first century. You may remember him as one of the first people to develop an early version of the steam engine. He was working on calculating the volume of a pyramid cut by two parallel planes. The answer he came up with was the square root of 81 minus 44, or the square root of negative 63. The square root of negative 63 made no sense to Hero, and he just assumed that he had made an error, so he switched it to the square root of 144 minus 81 and left it at that. The next person we know of who dealt with the problem was another great person who has been mentioned in this podcast many times, the great Islamic mathematician Al-Khwarizmi. Al-Khwarizmi's solution to the problem was pretty simple, and to be totally honest, kind of made sense. He simply said that only positive numbers are squares. So, the square root of a negative number makes no sense. His solution was similar to the divide by zero problem. Just get rid of it. However, the negative square root problem wasn't the same as the divide by zero problem. The problem took a big step forward in the 16th century with the Italian mathematician Girolamo Cardano. He was working on solving cubic equations, which are variables raised to the power of three. He found that even if he just wanted positive results, he would have to manipulate the square roots of negative numbers. His discovery was that working with negative square roots, even though they made absolutely no sense, was totally necessary to solve real problems. This was very much unlike dividing by zero. In 1637, the French philosopher and mathematician René Descartes coined the term imaginary numbers. The next huge breakthrough occurred in 1748, with one of the greatest mathematicians of all time, Leonhard Euler. He discovered a relationship between trigonometry functions and the exponential function. And the exponential function is just the number e raised to some variable. The relationship he discovered only works if you use the square root of a negative number. And he also created a convention which is still used today. He used the lowercase letter i to represent the square root of negative 1. In fact, his famous equation, known as Euler's equation, can be simplified to 1 
plus e raised to the power of i times pi equals zero. It is one of the most elegant equations in all of mathematics, and it unifies all of the fundamental constants, e, i, pi, 1, and 0. While mathematicians had these imaginary numbers appear in equations that they were solving, there was a big problem. It was more of a metaphysical problem than it was a mathematical problem. The number i didn't exist anywhere on the number line, yet it clearly fit into mathematics, and the equations which used it worked. But what was it? A huge step towards clarifying this problem was made by the Danish mathematician Kaspar Wessel in 1799. He expressed these imaginary numbers geometrically by thinking of numbers as a plane with two axes. The x-axis, the horizontal one, was the regular old number line. The y-axis, the vertical one, was the imaginary numbers. So going up from zero, you would have 1i, 2i, 3i, 4i, etc., And likewise, you could go down from there and have negative 1i, negative 2i, negative 3i, etc. You could then pick a point anywhere on that plane to create a number with a real part and an imaginary part. So you could have a number like 3 plus 4i. These sort of numbers, which were actually used as far back as Cardano, are known as complex numbers, and the plane is known as the complex plane. Wessel's publication of the complex plane didn't get much attention, and it was actually rediscovered several times in the 19th century. With this new tool and a better understanding of complex numbers, a new mathematical field known as complex analysis was developed in the 19th century. Most of the great mathematicians of the last 200 years have used some complex analysis for their discoveries, and now complex analysis is a core part of mathematics as a discipline. The philosophical angst suffered by early mathematicians because of imaginary numbers is now gone, and they're considered as normal as real numbers. All the normal mathematical operations of addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division can be used with complex numbers. The term imaginary number is one that is seldom encountered in mathematics today. If you're going about your everyday life, you probably aren't going to encounter many complex numbers. Even number-heavy jobs like accounting doesn't need to use them. However. They are important in fields of science and engineering, and of course mathematics. Complex numbers are critical for any field studying waves, which includes anything to do with radios, Wi-Fi, sound, fiber optics, GPS, and even MRI machines. Even though these numbers might be imaginary, they are in fact very real in their usage and in their practical applications. Everything Everywhere Daily is an Airwave Media Podcast. The executive producer is Darcy Adams. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. Today's review comes from listener Fionn over at Podbean. They write, I'm here with a big cheesy smile listening to your show for the first time. Your episode on cheese was brilliant. I love your pace and balance of facts versus life's like that humor. It's now marked for following and I aim to pop in and listen each morning. Thank you. Well, thank you, Fionn. I always enjoy hearing from people who just discovered the show, and I'm glad you like the show, and I hope it becomes a regular part of your morning routine. Remember, if you leave me a review, a boostogram, or send me an email, you too can have it read on the show.